Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spleichel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spleichel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel, and we're happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic, which is thinking of e-commerce differently. This week's guest is the founder of Homeroots. Homeroots is a novel wholesale platform that leverages community buying power by uniting sellers of furniture, lighting, and home decor, and retailers and licensed trade all in one place, making the B2B shopping experience in this vertical as easy as the B2C shopping experience. A big welcome to Gil Barliv. Hi, Gil. Uh, hi, Andy. Nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. We're excited to have you. Now, usually I start with a question where I believe the answer will bring an immediate benefit to listeners, but your company, Homeroots, it's a bit different conceptually. So let's start with what Homeroots is and does, and then we can get into some information that maybe have helped our listeners in growing their business. So in a snapshot, what is Homeroots and what is its mission? Okay, so Homeroots is a B2B selling platform that enables manufacturers of furniture and home decor all over the world uh, gain a market share in the U.S. Right, so our mission is to make, to really democratize access to everybody all around the world, um, democratize access to, into the U.S. market. Okay, so you've taken people selling furniture, lighting, home decor, so home stuff, and as well yeah. as, as trade professionals, right? And you put them in one place. Correct. So we let everybody transact on the platform. Okay, so you started your own platform. Now, why would a retailer or shopper go to Home Roots over, say, an Amazon or a house or, or a Wayfair? Okay, so those are, our, those are part of the retailers that are actually our, our customers, right? So it's less about a retailer will come to us to purchase from us. Okay. In a post to sell on the platform. So an online retailer may find themselves selling on Amazon as a third party seller or might sell them sell on their own Shopify site or big commerce or whatever e commerce system they're using, but they will turn to us to source their goods. Okay. So somebody could be selling furniture, but they can source goods from you guys. And is it dropship? We provide dropship services for mm-hmm. all of our customers, um, but as well as somebody who wants to bulk order. Um, obviously, there's a difference in uh, the prices for the two models. So we do offer dropshipping. That's our actual one of our core strengths of the platform. Got it. So you are selling just to retailers who want to stock this stuff. Uh, no, we do any any retailer, and not just retailer, any business. Basically, can buy from us. Uh, they okay. don't have to be a retailer. It can also be a designer. It can be a home stager, property management group, or any business, uh, mm-hmm. generally speaking, that 
um, can provide evidence to the legitimacy of their business. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that by uh, providing a, a tax ID or state license number, they come in. They can ask, gain access to our platform. The beauty of our platform is that we don't have no minimum, right? So you can actually order a single unit. You don't have to order in bulk uh, in order to um, purchase from us or purchase from the products that we offer on a platform. But obviously, if you are a retailer and you like to order in bulk, then obviously there's a difference in price uh, in that case. And where and are you? And where are you getting your products from? All over the globe, literally so all over the globe. Uh, okay, cool. So you're you're sourcing them all over the world. Now, yeah. I know probably you know five to seven years ago, it was a, it was a huge thing. Like drop shippers were were everywhere, where you would just find a drop shipping company, you'd get the products from them, they'd send it out, and you do the advertising, and a lot of people built mm-hmm. very successful especially Amazon businesses on doing that. Um, some on their own website, but mostly on Amazon. Have you found that that is still a viable path for somebody who wants to get into business? Or is yours more kind of dealing with companies to supplement their own product line? I tell you, it depends on what your objectives are, mm-hmm. right? Like how big are you striving to be? And the way I look at that, if you're if you're looking to be a DTC brand and try to build up your your own brand as much as you can, right? On Amazon, you know you can do a very good business uh, by doing that. Honestly, some are doing a very very nice business um, on this uh, on this uh, platform, and they're happy about it, right? But the accounts that the the, the manufacturers or the importers that really want to go big and beyond that. They got to see beyond the horizon of Amazon. And the reason why I'm saying it is because Amazon by themselves, uh, even if you include other marketplaces, such as Hounds, such as Wayfair, such as um, even Walmart, if they're opening it up, and eBay, all those guys combined are not even accounting for 10% of the market share. If you think about it, everybody putting their efforts on the 10% market share and everybody's trying to compete with everybody. Now, you can do, as I said, you can have a great business competing there. I'm not saying not. If you want to go beyond the 10%, you want to explore the horizon, and you want to be even bigger than what you can imagine, then Homeless is your way to go. It's because we're going beyond Amazon. We're going to places that you as an importer or manufacturer, you cannot go to. You simply won't be able to transact with those retailers. You will never find even some of those businesses. You'll never get to them. But those guys combined represent a lot more than 10%. So going back to your uh, going back to answer your question, it depends. How big do you want to be? Yeah, you know, I, I loved that answer on the house and the Amazon, the Wayfair are only 10% of, of the business. And you can use your products or sourcing products from whoever you are to to focus on the 90%. Now, where are that 90? Where you know, where is that 90% mm-hmm. that okay? So still still a lot of it is still in brick and mortar. Um, and as well as other e-commerce companies like what we call like a mix of e-retailer with a, with a multi-line retailer. Like, um, I'll give you one example. It could be Home Depot, it could be Lowe's, it could be Papa and Beyond, it could be uh, Macy's, it could be Ashley. There's so many other retailers out there that are also operating e-commerce sites. Uh-huh. So our platform basically gives you the access to get, um, to get your products um, sold 
supply those retailers to their end consumers, starting off with their e-commerce site, but then within time in their actual physical stores. And that's the majority of where the business is. Now, you have other uh, untapped businesses, which is another a very good uh, percentage of the business, uh, of the market share, which is the whole home stagers, interior designers, um, um, property management. All those guys combined, it's actually interesting, but they account for 5% of the market. But there's just so many of them. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you try on your own, you're never going to find them. They don't buy their stuff on, on, uh, on Amazon. Right. They buy it through elsewhere. Some of them buying it through us. So through mm-hmm. Home Roots, you're actually going to get access to them. Now, what type of sellers on your platform are, are having the most success? So it all starts with, um, first of all, really being attentive to details, right? to fill in as much. So everything starts with the product setup. Right? Uh-huh. So the more details that you can provide on the product setup, the more likelihood that that product is actually going to excel in the market because the customers and consumers will feel a lot more comfortable uh, and more confident in shopping for that specific product. Now, this is a general rule. It's not just in home roots, but it is very much applicable uh, for us just because we're uh, spreading that information across the market, uh, across whoever can sell it to the consumer and that. So it, we see the ones that are investing, the ones that are, have actually invested in providing as much as detail on product have found better success than others. Um, other ones that have found success are ones that are actually understanding that they, they actually understand that they're operating in a wholesale platform. They do not oper- um, operate in a direct-to-consumer platform, and therefore the pricing needs to be more steep and aggressive to allow the retailers actually to make their margins. Uh, while they're selling the product to the consumer. So it's a combination of price and uh, product information. And if you've got them both together, you're going to do just great. You know, you had hit on, on a great part of conversion, which is product description, of course. Another really big one is social proof. Do you give reviews with products based on the products or is it up to the individual um, company getting sourcing your products? Mm-hmm. To, to get those reviews. Yeah, so right now, so we split it up in two different ways. So the, we, we tend to evaluate the suppliers and manufacturers on the platform based on their own performance. Um, for example, how quickly can they ship items? Um, mm-hmm. What's their inventory level? And we put, we put a lot of uh, attention to those details, right? And we emphasize them. So we give the supplier a certain score, uh, which is totally transparent to them. Again, it's not about the world of uh, like Amazon where we're going to suspend or this is really not about that, but it's just to give them visibility to see, for them to understand how they operate and what's the expectations from them in this uh, segment, right? In this, in this relationship. And obviously the ones that perform, that's actually another good point to what you asked me before about what, what are the ones that success, successfully um, sell successfully are the ones that actually perform quite well, meaning they have a good inventory level, they ship on time, don't have cancellations, don't have issues with the pricing. Those are the guys that excel very well. Um, so as far as it goes on the seller level, 
we give them we give them visibility to those metrics to those KPIs, and as long as they meeting as long as they meet those KPIs, they will do just good. On the product level, we give it uh, we give the opportunity to this uh, to manufacturer itself mm-hmm. to work on those reviews and the quality of the product. This is something that at this moment in time we are less involved in, but. Okay. It's so so it's up it's up to the the wholesaler to to get the reviews. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, so your background was with Toys R Us where you led uh, technical integration with Amazon. And I was reading that and that must have just brought some <laughs> some really valuable lessons. What was that experience like and what did you learn from it that you are using today? Wow. Um so that was a heck of an experience, to mm-hmm. tell you that. Um, I can imagine. So yeah. it's first, <laughs> yeah, and it was fun. It was fun because we can imagine all the, just imagine the environment, right? It's um, very smart people, super smart people, very innovative, very entrepreneurial. Um, and you have to live and breathe within that environment, right? Uh, but, which was very exciting for me at that time. But it also, it was the first time for me that I got experience with e-commerce. Right. So what I've learned through that step is how it really works on a big scale, on an enterprise scale, and how to build systems from the scratch that can meet an enterprise level uh, size. Mm-hmm. Right. So I've learned everything about the integration, learned about the skill set that are needed, about the mentality, about the type of people you need, the type of systems you need, and, um, and, and every, everything that goes um, around that. And this is something that I carry with me till today. Because I, I really learned a lot of things. I can tell you, there's um, uh, in, in, in any business, in any business, you get the ups and downs, right? And sometimes when you go backward and, and somebody from the outside, then you say, oh, okay, those guys, um, you know, uh, they made it. It was perfect. You know, it seems like everything was like a honeymoon. But at that time, in this integration, it was not. Okay, so you you learn, you learn that in 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 the grand scheme and perspective, that you know you have hiccups. And, and it's fine that every business cycle has its up and downs, and even the biggest guys out there. And at that time, those guys were already big uh, on both mm-hmm. sides. Even then, they had their challenges and formations and teams and mm-hmm. systems issues. But you know, collectively, um, that is not something that should break you, and this just makes you stronger. And sorry, I'm using that cliche. But, you know, it it basically gives you. Um, uh, prepares you uh, emotionally and mentally to build something uh, from scratch again when this time you need to lead it. Uh, all the so, so, yeah, so Toys R Us, they integrated with Amazon and then, you know, <laughs> and then Amazon eventually <laughs> yeah, puts so. them out of business. Um, yeah, in a way, yeah. What can a listener learn about that when trying to compete? on their own website with Amazon, or even, you know, caution of putting your stuff on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think, you know, looking backwards, and I remember the people that I worked with over there, um, they were, you know, they went ahead with this uh, engagement and partnership, but um, they did not go all in. They didn't really, believe that they can or they should be taking the complete um, ownership mm-hmm. of this e-commerce business. 
I think just to emphasize it more, they did not own the customer. Mm. And I think that's where they lost. Mm. And Amazon and, owned the customer. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the problems with selling your products on Amazon. You know, just yeah. like Toys R Us, yeah. you, you don't own the customer. Um, so people love right. to shop on Amazon. It's so convenient, though. So how, how do you compete with that? What do you think? So first of all, you got to differentiate yourself. You've got to be able to offer something to the customers that Amazon does not. Now, that's not an easy thing to do. Right? Um, but and it, and it's hard to go based just on the product level because, you know, by now, Amazon has so many products. They have more than 250 million products listed on their platform. It is difficult to come with a variety of products that you won't find someone else that will mimic it and knock it off and put it on Amazon. Right. So you've got to come up with something else. You've got to come up with the services, something that Amazon does not offer. Right? It can be, and it can be very individual uh, for that seller. It can be sometimes in the payment terms that they offer. Maybe it definitely cannot be on the price. I don't, I don't, I won't go necessarily on the bidding on the price and I won't go necessarily bidding on just um, the differentiation of the product. It's got to be on the service level, uh -huh. whether that's a customer service, whether that's payment service, whether that's um, type of delivery that you can offer or certain um, events and the experience, the shopping experience that you can create that's going to be unique that one cannot find on Amazon, right? You really got to, create an environment where shoppers will love visit your site again and going to have something, some type, even though it's digital, still have some type of uh, excitement about opera, about buying in your site versus on Amazon. Otherwise, there's just, you're just another site out of millions out there that have attempted to compete against Amazon and just. Yeah, don't, don't be another be Toys R Us. <laughs> hey, yeah, so yeah, if you had it. a if you had a crystal ball, where do you see e-commerce heading in the next twelve to eighteen months? Um, I think the next twelve months, more or less, will be. I think I'm. It's, it's sad to say, but certain retailers that are are operating in in the e-commerce space, unfortunately, I do suspect that some of them will disappear from the landscape. Oh, why? Why do you um, believe that? Uh. Depends on the business type, right? Depends on the retailers. Uh, some of them are still have not adjusted to the way that marketplaces are working today and their scale and their speed. And they're working in a speed that a single e-commerce or the single, even a single retailer cannot uh, compete against, right? And with what you have right now, with the decreasing demand, inflation rate, interest rates, companies that are, and I'm not going into specific uh, balance sheets of every company, but if you put all those things together, uh, you see that some of them are in a big trouble. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's, um, uh, yeah, no, that's just, it's an interesting take. The e-commerce has been in such growth since COVID. Um, but, I, you know, I can see your point for yeah. sure. Hey, what's up there? This is Andy. I wanted to take a quick break from the show and talk to you for just one minute. You probably know that I've been called the world's foremost expert in e-commerce growth strategies. But have you ever wondered how I gained all this knowledge? First, you probably guessed it, it's through all the years of interviews I've done with experts and uber successful throughout the e-commerce space right here on the Make Each Click Count podcast. 
And second, it's through all the courses that are available at Make Each Click Count University. From Facebook to Google Ads to Pinterest to SEO, if you are looking to grow your business by either adding a new marketing channel or by optimizing an existing marketing channel like an expert, go to www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash classes. There you will find a course that will help you become an expert in whatever marketing channel you currently need help. Better yet, choose more than one. Join Make Each Click Count University and join me and other marketing professionals live once a month at our monthly marketing members-only meeting. Again, you can view all courses at www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash classes. Now, let's get back to the show. Hey, so um, a question I like to ask every guest is, um, personally, are there any business books out there that you can attribute to your journey as an entrepreneur? A specific books, you mean? Business books, specific books, yeah. Business books. Um, when I when I started, um, I read the book um, Lean Lean Startup. That's the name of the author, but um, that was the first one mm-hmm. that I read in in this uh, in this space. Um, personally, other than that, I tend to read more of um, articles and publications. I tend to read less of books. Um, I don't know if the audience is like me, but um, I usually uh, <laughs> I do a couple of things at once, and it's hard for me to just stop and disconnect for a long period of time uh, and just you know focus on a book. So I like mm-hmm. more of the short-term reading or the short-term uh, listening. Is that like a podcast? Got it. Or is that an audio or anything like that? But this is more me. It's, so what, you know, uh, what, publica- what publications do you read then? So I read a lot of the 360, digital 360. I read um, anything about the internet retailer. Um, I follow those uh, publications on a daily basis. Um, other than that, I'm in different user groups that they tend to publish more things uh, by themselves, whether that's news, the news or media. Um, and through different social media groups, uh, that's where I consume a lot of my um, day-to-day updates. Let's go back and talk about uh, Home Roots a bit more. Who is someone that should be selling or or buying from Home Roots? Okay, so selling on Home Roots should be if you are a manufacturer of furniture mm-hmm. and home decor, you should come to Home Roots. Period. Very simple. If you are a company who's looking to resell furniture, you're not looking to manufacture yourself, but you're looking to sell other people's furniture, then you should come to Homewood, purchase from Homewood. And that's the description. And let's talk about some actual sellers on the platform. Do you have a favorite case study you could share? Yes. Uh, um, I can share with you a certain uh, company that we actually use in some of our case studies. Okay. So, but that's a company that started um, actually earlier this year. Um, and usually the case study talks about, you know, how companies start when they um, first register and get approved to be a seller on the platform. And usually what they do is they tend to start with, I don't know, up to 10 SKUs, right? Again, Homeless is not still, not yet, um, a well-known household name like, um, 
like Amazon, as we'll discuss, right? So some some retailers, sorry, some suppliers are not yet familiar with um, homeless and they're testing things out. They want to see the traction, right? So our our use case talks about um, um, a new factor, upload a 10 SKUs to the product, you know, 10, 10 products to, to the platform, and mm-hmm. then within two to three months, they start getting some traction as far as sales goes. Uh, I think within their, by the third month, they're able to do about $5,000 a month with us. Okay. Um, and then again, and those were just for those 10 SKUs. Uh, and then in a period of about six months later, they added um, 35, 35 extra SKUs to that point. And right now they're in, they're in their pace to wrap up this year at about 120K on the first year. And that's just for about even think 45 SKUs approximately. So this is a good use case of what we're seeing. Right? And that's, that's, uh, that's a company that is uh, advertised, I think before homeless, they were doing give and take um, their annual revenue was uh, gross margin revenue was about um, five to six million. So you're looking at a decent sized company, not large, uh, not too small, uh, not a beginner, but um, that's that's a classic um, use case for what we see in Homeroots. And how does Homeroots make money? Okay, <laughs> good question. All right, uh, let me steal the, let me share the, the secret software. So, um, so we don't take any commission from um, the sellers on our platform, and we don't okay. take, um, uh, there's no subscription in that, uh, in that space. But what we're, the way that we're doing it is that we're actually getting it from the buyers, right? And based on how much the markets or how much the buyers can bear as far as paying for it, which is something that will give them enough um, margin that they need to sell the products in the market. Based on that, we're um, taking our markup and making our profit off of that. So it. it's not a fixed, it's not a fixed markup. It's not a fixed fee. It goes up and down based on the market needs. Right now, for example, is, you know, I mean, this is a classic. What what has been happening here in the past three years, or two and a half years, is a classic example of how uh, prices are going up or mm-hmm. went up. Mm-hmm. And now they're um, starting to go back down, and our system knows to adjust to it as per the needs. It's not a fixed thing. It can sometimes be one percent, it can be more. Sometimes we don't even make anything. It's just to to allow both businesses to transact and get get the item, um, you know, out there to the market and and give it a chance. Why did you decide to create a marketplace instead of? I don't know, trying to, to sell from your mm-hmm. contacts and, and just creating your own e-commerce store. So I came to a conclusion that it's time to, so I've been, I've been operating in the e-commerce space for the past 20 years, right? And I've seen throughout the years how this has evolved. And now wherever you go now, you have a solution if you want to go direct to consumer, right? Um, whether that's from e-commerce system, like Shopify, BigCommerce, or, or WooCommerce, there's so many of them, or you want to sell on Marketplace. And I did not want Homeroots to be another platform like that. Mm-hmm. Right? I noticed that if I want to go wholesale or I want to sell B2B, there aren't any many platforms out there, if at all. Right? And I remember that after operating in the B2C space for so long, I wanted to operate in the B2B. So I was actually looking for a platform 
to sell in the B2B, and I couldn't find one. And that's what triggered Homeboots. Well, this has been great. How, um, how can an interested listener learn more if they would be interested in sure. listing their products or seeing what you have to offer to supplement their um, products? No, sure. So, so first of all, we welcome everybody. So the way to get started is just to go and visit our website, right, which is www.hundreds.co. And from there, their journey can start, right, whether that they want to buy or they want to sell. Okay. If they're looking for me personally, right, if they want to reach out to me, ask me any type of questions, they can find me. Usually I'm on LinkedIn. That's the platform that I'm mostly active on. Uh, and linkedin.com uh, forward slash guild.barlev. And they will find me. It's been great. Is there anything else? Everybody. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up today? No, I think this has been a, a great conversation, Andy. I really welcome everybody to um, take a look at the platform, take a look at Homeworks and uh, the opportunity that we can offer our audience. And most important is, is diversity, right? Even if the guys are selling on other marketplaces or whatever it is, um, we are the sales channel at the end of the day that pretty much provides access to places that most, if not all, uh, the audience will not gain access to. So see that as an, an, an opportunity um, to get additional sales. And, you know, let's make money. That's great. Well, thank you again for joining us today, Gil. For listeners, thank remember, you. if you if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us some honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding Gil or Home Roots, you'll find the links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our all-new podcast resource center available at www.makeeachclickcount.com. We've compiled all of our different past guests by show topic and included each of their contact information in case you would like more information any of the services I've discussed during previous episodes. Well, that's it for today. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing, and I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing. 